welcome to One Size Does Not Fit All with Well Life Tribe. We're sponsored by Renourish. Renourish are delicious grab-and-go fresh soups in a pioneering, heatable, fully recyclable bottle. Renourish soups are plant-based, gluten-free, dairy-free and packed with vitamins. Find them in all Waitrose stores. Hi and welcome to Wildlife Tribe podcast, One Size Does Not Fit All, with me, Kat, and back this week is Liberty. Hello! I'm back. I'm so happy to be back. (laughs) (laughs) How are you? Did you have a good summer? I had a lovely summer, thank you. Um, It seemed to be really dragging, and then it was officially the school holidays, and then it flew by. I think once I was released from homeschooling duties... Um, I'm not going to say the fun started, but definitely it felt a bit more relaxed. And then suddenly it was September and I thought, oh my God, they've grown five shoe sizes and we don't have any shoes. And off they went. Um, And today is officially my second day of no children at home and it feels amazing. (laughs) I love them and everything. Oh, so you only sent, um, your daughter went back to school this week, didn't she? She did, yeah. Um, Wilf went back last week. Maggie went back yesterday to a brand new school um, and she's been really struggling with school. So she's gone to a school which um, is specially to suit her needs and already it's made a huge difference. So we've never had a day where she's gone into school with a massive smile on her face in complete relaxation. Today she went in, she was greeted by the school dog. They took her temperature and she was cuddling Chester and she turned around and blew a kiss and off she went. And it just, it's, li- it's life-changing. I think they say you're only as happy as your happiest child. And, um, oh, that and- is amazing. Is it happy as your saddest child? I don't know. <laughs> you, 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 your happiness is invested in your kids. And she's always been sad as long as she's felt that she was falling behind at school. And so therefore, I've always worried so much about her. So today just feels amazing because we finally had a day where she's just so excited to go. So um, I know you've had a similar thing. Um, it just feels great when you know that they're in the right place. Well, interestingly, my daughter started a new school, but she's gone to your old school. (laughs) She has! Which was quite, I think that was partly what excites her as well, because she's at, you know, she's at the school that Liberty went to. Um, She's going to turn out just like me! (laughs) I'll tell Richard that. Yeah, you're thinking, please God, no. (laughs) No, I mean, she already, day two as well, I mean, um, she absolutely loves it. She's settled in really nicely already. Um... I think we're all very, the energy in our house is really one of happiness because we're all kind of going back into what feels relatively normal. Um, And then, you know, you come home and you put the news on and they're saying, don't go too normal because it's all going to go tits up again. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, come on, give us a break. You know, we need, we needed a bit of this. And actually the children are, both children are super happy to be back. Um, Yeah. And I'm sort of trying to find my ground again this week with work, um, you know, and trying to sort of get into some sort of routine. Um, But actually, I've been talking a lot to people about like people are, you know, everybody wants to kind of get back into this, back into a routine, actually. That's what they want, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Um, But I think everybody is uh, sort of doing this. I mean, everybody's got to find their 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 comfort zone um now that we've sort of been pushed back into this normality um sense of normality 
people are sort of coming out of their shell slowly. So my sister's been really careful. Her husband has an autoimmune immune disease and they've been be, being really careful, but um, their son's just gone off to school for the first time this week. He's four. And she's sort of like peeking out through the front door, you know, terrified to step outside the house. Um, whereas she's like, I can't believe you. I can't believe you went camping. I can't believe you did this. I can't believe um, we've worked at very different levels. And she's sort of saying now, I actually sort of, I'm, I'm quite terrified, but I think my terror is more within, I've built it up within myself. So she's finding it a little more difficult to acclimatize, but um, that's going to be, that's going to be, a slightly strange uh, sort of section of time now where we're all getting used to each other again but definitely for the children it's it's been it's been a long time um of, of having quite a, a quite a small social circle I would say and one of the teachers at Maggie's school actually said that she noticed her two kids had become very selfish which I thought was really interesting without that interaction with other kids they're quite little but that's sort of, you know, it's interesting how important that social side of, of school is, um, not just, you know, for whatever reason, but just to, to kind of keep you at a decent human being level where you are kind yeah. to people. And I think community is really important, isn't it? And I think when you yeah. take people out of community, then you're going to see different behaviours. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, like coping mechanisms with all of this. Um, I, as you know, I'm quite into spirit, well, going to see various healers, part of the business ideas about all of that. And um, so for me, I feel like navigating my way through this has been through the people I've kind of had around me to kind of, you know, manage it. And yeah. I feel like now it's kind of managed. And that kind of leads us on nicely to um, today's guest. Would you like to introduce her? Yes, today we are joined by Debbie Talalay. Have I said your name correctly there, Debbie? Absolutely brilliant. Well done. Oh, it's such a lovely name. It's such a lovely um, roll off the tongue name. So Debbie, you have lots of different incredible um, skills, some of which I understand. And one of them I'm, I'm going to ask you about, but you are, amongst other things, you are a theatre healer, a spiritual healer, an NLP master practitioner, a kinesiologist, a spiritual healer and a homeopath. I can just feel all cats goosebumps coming up because these are all her favorite things. Um, it's absolutely amazing. And um, the interesting thing is that you've had over 30 years experience as a healer and therapist. So um, just real, re we're really excited to speak to you today, Debbie. But one thing before you start, we just, um, would you explain what theta healing is? Because it's not oh something I've heard. God, okay. Well. <laughs> Oh gosh, it's very difficult to explain. It uses the theta brainwave, which is why it's called theta. It's as in alpha, beta, gamma, delta, and we've got all these brainwaves going. It's meant to use the theta brainwave. So what is it? It is identifying what that person needs altering, taking it up to a different energy level, co-opting the creator's help, looking to see if it's gone, and then coming back down to check if it's gone. Now that's in theory what it is. It's much faster than that. It's like when you learn how to drive, you're mm. sticking a hand out and you're looking behind you and you're doing this and that, but then you just do it in your sleep, don't you? You expect right. to get there. And that's what I do. So with theta healing, I expect it to be done. And if it isn't, I find out why. 
if there's an underlying belief, if there's um, a whole raft of beliefs that are stopping something being dissolved, then I'll find out why. So I just accept it. I don't do anything. I automatically link. Okay. So, right. so people say, what is it? How do you do it? Well, I was taught how to do it. But as I've been talking to Spirit for God knows how long, I just automatically link. Right. So it's your level in which you work, your energy and the way you can read people is something that enables you to do that kind of work. Absolutely. Amazingly, yes. You know, I was used to be the one that couldn't do it. I had a mother who was psychic, a sister who was psychic, and I'm saying, oh, I don't get anything. <laughs> but, you know, you train yourself over a period of time. And now I'm in constant conversation because I'm fascinated about how it all works and where we are in the food chain, you know, and what sort of life does spirit have? You know, what do they yeah. do? We're always busy asking about what we're doing, but we never ask what they do. Um, so I'm always asking questions and things like that, and I've got a pretty clear channel for the answers. So I'm, I am so grateful for this because that enables me to do this work quickly, That's incredible. quickly, without digging around all sorts of things that aren't relevant. It's fast. So what, being the, the person in your family who was the one that was sort of feeling the least connected and, and able to read those things, how did you end up where you are today? Did, Oh, How did you I follow that? Skeptical. I was skeptical. I went to a meeting where I was described as a crocodile with carrying a briefcase. <laughs> so that sounds quite cool. <laughs> I, know, I was out to prove them wrong. I spent years trying to prove it all wrong. And I suddenly, I realised that, yeah, there's a lot of wishful thinkers out there. A lot of them who are going to, you know, bend things to their beliefs. Uh, but you came across a whole platform of stuff which they couldn't possibly have known about. Right. And then, and then I started thinking, listen, stop wasting your time. Go and try and find out about things. And that's, what was your question? How did I get going on this? <laughs> well, no, yeah, because if you were the least, the least psychic and so on as your sister and mum were, but then you ended up being the most proficient. Well, it, was, in it was a sort of training. Uh, you know, so you learn how to accept your intuition instead of think it's just a garbage. You think, oh yeah, okay, let's see where this leads me. And as you lead yourself more open, then more comes to you, and you stop second guessing yourself the entire time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean that's what so you many train yourself. Do. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, I mean, I, I'm pretty certain that we all have this ability. And right. that we just don't use it. I think it's, you know, science rules. And therefore we um, don't listen to ourselves. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. I think we've all got it. And so it's sort I, of wiped clean by the age of seven. Actually, this that's, is, you're meant <laughs> that's exactly what I was going to say to you. So they say that children are far more receptive to these things. Yeah. But adults yeah. block it by saying, don't be silly. It's not there. It's not yeah. true. It can't be real. And so eventually you shut down that part of your brain, which is so receptive. That's uh, right. But right. babies have got it. Have you ever noticed them smiling at your aura? That they just sort of get you, that they smile at you. And it's because they're getting something about you. Is that why they also sometimes just cry at some people? I think it could it be the opposite. Be. It could be. Maybe I'm not have, saying they cry maybe at Maybe they have history with that person. I don't Gosh, know. That's so interesting. Mm, I, I could go well, into my haunted house, but spirit. Can you explain that a bit more? Because I obviously I I work with one of my, the healing people I work with is a shamanic healer, so she talks of spirit all the time. So that's how we kind of work together. 
it's a similar thing to that well i guess so if you're talking you're talking you know and if you're receiving answers i mean i don't know what she's talking about uh, i i like to find out how things work mm. you know what is the purpose of our being here why are we here what why all this pain in our lives mm -hmm. is there a way to get through it what happens to us when we pass what happens with all our other lives what's the overall purpose what's our relationship to spirit itself which is not the same as soul spirit has not manifested soul has yeah so so we are an extension of our soul in each of our lives spirit okay. has not become material so it stands there as a sort of big brother to the soul yeah um, yeah so so i'm coming back here now just so in terms of so people who've never heard of this before mm. um and who haven't perhaps gone to this kind of level of spiritual healing um in terms of back lives you're talking about you know like previous lives um, mm -hmm. yeah. um uh, uh, so a lot of what goes on for people is that perhaps they haven't healed something in a previous life exactly now i do believe that the lives that we're currently living are very important because we're making a transition as a species okay okay so we're moving on we don't have to carry this enormous sack of potatoes on our back all the time anymore we're moving up in vibration you can't do that if you're carrying a huge burden so we're getting all the bits and pieces from our souls that haven't been sorted out and we're experiencing them so life is actually quite hard for a lot of people at the moment because they're cleaning themselves in order to lift their vibration am i making sense yeah 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 so um i've forgotten what your question was sorry i get carried away <laughs> um, 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 previous life previous <laughs> lives oh pre so previous lives so there's a spillover yeah of all the uh, the unresolved stuff so i spend a lot of my time sorting out people's unresolved stuff so that they can move on you see once the soul has experienced something through a life, mm -hmm. then it doesn't keep having to go back to the same experience again and again and again. So we spend an awful lot of time limiting ourselves because we think that we haven't learned properly and that we've got this bad bit in us that's going to do it again. Right. So we limit ourselves in any number of ways when often the whole thing is finished. Yeah. So a lot of my work is helping people to, um, you know, to check it, to see if they're finished with that experience and helping them move on. It's really fast. You know, we're not so, there all day, really fast, five minutes. How would that um, be with you? So how would someone end up um, coming to you with that happening okay. and what would you do? They don't know they're coming to me with that happening. Okay. They go and see Debbie. That's mainly how I get my clients, go and see Debbie. So they come along with whatever it is, relationship problems, marriage problems, mm -hmm. children problems, or children come along because they're not performing, really not performing. And uh, they come for one reason, but these reasons are often got roots in other reasons. Mm. You see, and so it's no good just clearing off the top surface. You've got to find out what the wellspring is. Right. So and that it doesn't keep happening. To other lives? Mostly. Yeah. Mostly. Some of it's ancestral. Some of it's religious, some of it's community, but I find mostly it's other lives, yeah. So, so you have that with your communication with spirit, don't you? 
person sits with me or as in the last few well i've been doing this for a long time because i treat people all over the world zoom skype or whatever it is that's working on that day so <laughs> i teach them how to do a little bit of kinesiology themselves so they can self-check what's going on in their unconscious minds okay and then uh, i'm often given the, the opener or, or they will tell me i'm not happy with this that and the other so i'll present it as a statement which they repeat which goes through their being when they repeat it so it's it, that bit's important okay so it becomes their statement and then i'll check upstairs if this is correct and uh has it gone then we'll come back down and we'll check again to see if it's gone or not right okay so if it hasn't gone let me find out why and i'm you know given the reasons why so, so they don't know they don't know they're coming in for all this they don't mm -hmm. know they come in for the mundane problems that they've got but most people are very happy to find out let it go and lead an, uh, a less obstacle filled life yeah. do people um I, i'm imagining myself in this situation where um someone's referred me i come and see you and you are speaking to me and you realize something within me and you're able to uh free me from some way in which I'm burdening myself, but then I go away and leave um, after seeing you and feel this, I'm assuming they feel this incredible sense of um, new, a new ability, a relief, a, a way of, of progressing in a way that they, they haven't before, um, or maybe some self-limiting belief that they've held, suddenly something's been released from them. Um, do they come back to you and say, well, what did you do to me? <laughs> I feel amazing. <laughs> It's often not just one session because people have, are carrying an awful lot with them, especially now. Yeah. Uh, and so I'll check with their unconscious minds if they need to come back and when they need to come back, you know, what mm -hmm. sort of time between. Um, and um, I remember the very first time I found out about theta healing, I'd never heard of it. And I made a new friend and she was obviously in trouble. And I said, would you like me to do a little bit of NLP with you? And she said, no, I do something entirely different. It's called theta healing. And she showed me a few weeks later. And she showed me on something that I thought I'd dealt with. And then there was this whoosh out of my brain. You know how when you send a message on your phone and it yeah. makes that little noise, whoosh. And I thought, <laughs> oh my God. First of all, I haven't dealt with it. And it was still there all along. And secondly, I've got to learn something new. <laughs> so, but you've got to have the best tools. And so I did. And it was not difficult because of my background. Yeah. Um, so people normally have more than one session. Right. And then you check to see if it's stuck and if there aren't, you know, if they're slipping back at all. Yeah. And you, and you find out all these things. So, yeah. Wow. And it should stay. It should stay under, unless you invite something back in again. And you might have very deep reasons for inviting things back in again. And I try and check that out as well. Mm. So if we, if somebody was to work with you and they managed to clear a lot of it, um, mm. does it mean in their next life they would be cleared? That's if you think of lives as being sequential. Okay. Right. Okay, I think we come in a splat of lives simultaneously. Oh, but that's, okay. okay. So, but yes, one life does have a bearing on another. That's so yes. interesting. But that doesn't stop you coming in to get the experiences you need to get. 
and people think of them as penalties you know they think of karma as punishment you know and when i've got rid of all this karma then i won't need to come back here again it's not we are little outposts of our souls and we are here to experience what is and when you experience what is you bring into consciousness what the creator is that's what we're doing we're like um what do they call them on google um something bots spy bots or something oh yeah yeah <laughs> yeah which crawls over the face of google picking out the knowledge that's what we're doing yeah so we're not particularly here to be good girls and boys so it helps if you are or you make your way onto that side the soul cannot just plonk itself down on one side of the spectrum and say i'm going to be mother Teresa or whatever you think to be good Mm -hmm. It's got to experience all along the spectrum because it has to have balance. I didn't understand this thing about balance when I first heard it. It has to have balance. I think it's what keeps us in the material. So you're going to have lives which you would condemn. Right. From where you are now. And there's going to be spillover from those lives. And we spend a lot of time protecting ourselves from ever doing those lives again or not trusting our souls because it got us into that hot water in the first place or whatever it is we're doing but you've got to the soul has got to so what you have to do is learn from them experience them learn from all angles right. not just as perpetrator but as victim people think of that as punishment it's not it's a learning opportunity so my big prayer is let me get it first time please <laughs> let me just get it first time so I don't have to keep repeating the same thing over and over again but I guess that if somebody's been repeatedly doing something it'd be quite hard it can take a while maybe to get through to them I I assume that a person who finds their way to me is ready right and um so if somebody um is listening to this now and they're thinking you know like I limit myself quite a lot on something and obviously they will be listening to you because, you know, um, we've got people who listen to the podcast. Mm. Um, and I mean, this is quite new. Uh, the, th the theta healing as well. It, it's to do with the creator. You say the creator, it's to do with God, isn't it? Yeah, but some people don't like that word. Uh, some people call it the universe. Some people uh, believe that, that they don't believe there's a God. I actually find mostly they feel let down by God, so there can't be a God. So it's normally a rejection rather than a disbelief. Yeah, I mean, that's really interesting in itself, actually, because I do think, I remember it, it, whenever, and I've had this conversation with you before, when we, when you mentioned God, I remember when I was younger, I for some reason was like, no, I don't believe. It was kind of almost like it was trendy not to believe in God because of the way I that didn't. it was delivered to you at school and yeah, yeah, yeah. the environment, you know. Yeah. So I should imagine there's quite a lot of adults out there who oh, yeah. struggle with that part of it, isn't there? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I was the same. I was exactly the same. But you see, the thing is, there's an energy uh, linking. And if you cut yourself off, from the energies that would otherwise nurture you, you're really doing yourself a disservice. Yeah. It's not a religion, it's not a prayer, it's just keeping yourself connected to what gave you life in the first place. So your first port of call is your soul, which a lot of people uh, cut themselves off from. So it's like being, I'm fond of saying, it's like being on detached duty without reference to headquarters. How do you know what you're doing? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> 
so, so there's a lot of people who think their souls are, are wicked or they've got them into trouble and they're not having anything to do with them and they're going to go it alone. And they're doing without that sort of nourishment. And, and it's quite profound. You don't realize until you have it restored how profound it is. And then the next step up is with the creator and, and cutting yourself off from that. And people do it from inbuilt traumas. I mean, there's a whole bunch of people you know, who've been through wars and massacres mm. and one thing and another. It's hard to have your beliefs stay intact, isn't it? Oh, that, yeah, there well, some, that there is something benign there that, that, that governs all of this. Yeah. I guess if you've seen and been in really dark situations, then that's the time the most hurt people are the ones who detach themselves the most easily in a yeah. way to deal with it. Yeah. Yeah. So when you say that you, you know, initially you didn't believe in God, you were kind of, you know, what converted you? Was it, what was the moment that it kind of changed for you? Well, I, I decided trying to find out. And then I started understanding about the energy linkage. And I understood that our concept of God uh, as humans is very different to the energies that come our way. And they're, they're so fanciful a lot of the time. And, you know, there's so many stories around them. And actually the true essence of this energy is masked yeah. by, all the, by all the ritual. Yeah. So, so I, I started to understand that the, the very great knowledge there is that we are entirely blinkered. I used to get, um, I used to have philosophy lessons with one of my teachers and she was like a clear path to spirit. And they'd, they, they'd knock her out because she interfered too much and spoke through her. <laughs> and I'd be busy writing notes of the whole session. And then at the end, uh, they'd wake her up and she'd say, okay, what they say, what they say. And I'd, I'd read out my notes and we'd talk it through and we'd ask questions. Um, I have stuff in my filing cabinet that I wouldn't even have known to ask the questions about. We live in such a confined space. We're like horses with blinkers, yeah. with our nose up against the wall. We don't see or know anything. We are so confined. And when you begin to get that, then it's very, very interesting. It is really interesting because I would also say that I um, went through kind of, I didn't believe in God. It was a school thing, I'll be honest. And also yeah. I had parents I had one who was Muslim, a parent, and a parent who was Catholic. So it was just like, what? <laughs> bonkers. I'm not, you know, everyone's like, well, you will be buried here and you will be, you know, like it was, you will get married this way. And it was just like, no, forget this. This is, this is not how I want to live. And it wasn't until probably five years ago when I started really looking into sort of, let's say, a spiritual journey of my own that actually... And I started to see people that I have now that I do, you know, again, I'm not like hugely religious or anything, but I, I do believe I've always believed that there's somebody there in my own, but now I'm kind of much more into the spiritual healing side of things. I definitely know what I feel, what you're talking about is for me, that has kind of come through on the spiritual connections, the energy, and I'm much more in that space now, but I will say that has taken me five years to get there it's not something that just happens is it you can you can use religions to get there as well yeah I, sh I should say that you can use religions to give you the connection but most people stay with the form of the religion rather than with the connection yeah. why do you think so you do, you do the ritual so, say again 
Why do you think most people have blinkers on? What is it that they... It's, it's the state of the human being. It's because we're so worried what's going to happen to us. What, why are we here? Where are we going after this life? Is there anything to go to us? And we're so worried about everything. All we can see is here. We can't see the bigger picture. And uh, you kind of going through it, you are, it brings you to be more present in the moment. And then you will, once you've cleared these energies that don't work, then you are... Yes, yes. The, you're, you you're cannot use this life. life. You cannot use this life as an excuse saying, oh, it doesn't matter, I've got lots more lives. You've got to live each life to the maximum. Does, okay. Do people say that to you? Do you have clients who say, you know, well, I just, I'm going to just do this? So some people are just sitting it out. Oh. Others, others are using this life as a sacrifice for, for other misdeeds. Yeah, so they're, all right, we'll pile it all on this life. And then that's, I'm paid up, finished. <laughs> so so that's, that's, uh, that can be undone as well. <laughs> It's weird on the conditioning side of life though, isn't it? Because I would say that from the age of about kind of 15 all the way to hitting my 40s, I was kind of conditioned in this kind of, okay, so I'm going out, I'm young now, I'm, I've left, you know, education, I'm moving to London, I'm going to get a job, then you know, like, and I'm going to get married, then I'm going to have children, then I'm going to, and then that's where I feel like most people are in life. And, and it's until for a lot of people it is until something happens to you that you don't wake up to something is that would you agree or, or, or until you're older and and you've gone into the old crone stage and you've got a bit more time to yourself yeah to be able to be able to think and death is a bit nearer so you're going to think about it a little bit more and why we're here yeah yeah so so that happens we're, we're all very very busy i mean one of the useful things about covid is that it's made us quieter for a time yeah so that I could actually hear the birds singing without the roar of the traffic in the distance. It was yeah. so nice. Mm. And we, we've, we're, we've become conditioned to this way of life. And I don't know how much good it's doing us. There we are. It's such a shame that it takes uh, so much of your time here on Earth and so much experience for you to eventually get to a place where you feel like you know yourself a little better and you're ready to live a life that with more insight that would have suited you all along um but by which point you think oh i'm 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 older now my dad is forever saying i wish i could go back i wish i could go back and knowing what i know now and oh you're so lucky you're so lucky but he knows what he knows now because he did what he did then yeah. yeah, I mean, the wisdom comes with having done all that stuff. And, yeah. and, you know, we're very busy with our lives. But when you compare it to previous centuries, where people spent all day, every day, trying to grow and prepare food so they wouldn't starve, mm. then we're relatively free to do this. It's, a, it's part of being human. And part of going on to a higher vibration is that we can have the time and the ability to connect with our souls and with the creator and do a you know, do something on a different level. Welcome to One Size Does Not Fit All with One Life Tribe. We're sponsored by Renourish. Renourish are delicious grab-and-go fresh soups in a pioneering, heatable, fully recyclable bottle. Renourish soups are plant-based, gluten-free, dairy-free and packed with vitamins. Find them in all Waitrose stores. In terms of the body and soul connecting, how does that 
work? Is that because do you think a lot of people's souls are not connecting that way? No, no, no. The soul always connects. If without your soul, you'd be dead. Okay, right. <laughs> so, you know, if you've ever seen the body of someone you've known, yeah, mm -hmm. you'll know that person is no longer there. Mm -hmm. The yeah. bit that makes them, them them is no longer there. So without your soul, you would not be here. Mm -hmm. right. But what you can do is put a block up on your soul so that you don't listen to it. And and a great many people do that. So then you just exist in body and you're just, just functioning? Well, so then you are existing on your own track, having rejected your soul because you don't trust it. And you're living probably a life of fear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and not being supported particularly well. And maybe not even liking yourself terribly. <laughs> and things so then, like that, all sorts of reasons. So then those kinds of people will have emotional issues or of course, of substance course. issues or... Yeah, lack of confidence, lack of validation. Validation is so important to feel validated in this life that you're meant to be there. You ask around and you'll see how many people don't have that. Right, right. I, I so humans have like up to 60,000 thoughts a day, don't they? And we're like really habitual creatures, aren't we? Mm -hmm. So it's breaking the, the habits down as well of whatever you've learned through the phases of your life to, uh, to kind of getting there to try and change this, is that? Well, well, you know, you don't have to do that because what I do is I take away the reason why you have those habits. So when you don't have the ha I mean, you don't have those reasons anymore. You don't automatically go down the same track that you did, and you leave room for new stuff to come to you. Now you don't automatically transform yourself overnight. But what people do is they they say they feel liberated, or they feel lighter, or they just feel a bit happier. And there's a young lad I'm treating at the moment who who has been downgraded all his life by the school and everything. He now says he feels more confident in the little things and he's going to reset his A-level maths and maybe do open U for international relations. I mean, it's not thinking small, this kid. So, <laughs> so, but that's from having not thought he could do anything at all. Yeah, and there are so many people out there who think like that. Yeah. Um, and they're looking for a way to heal, aren't they? Yeah. Or they don't even know they are. But they are. Everyone's looking for a way to heal. But when it becomes conscious, they'll do something about it. Yeah. So for this period of time that we're kind of going through at the moment, have you seen more people come to you? I'm seeing, I'm seeing a lot of people. Um, are they coming to me because of this? Um, yes, sometimes. Sometimes yeah, no, you said earlier about people going into a quieter time. Yes, sometimes time, are they some people have gone into fear instead yeah. uh, and are living with their fear. But yes, I'm seeing a lot of people all the time. And you say that you um, like, so most of the time you're in conversation with spirit like all day, aren't you? Hmm. Um, what, what kind of, what, what can we... Well, I was, I'm saying, why is this happening? Is there a reason for this happening? Uh, is there someone's defaulted on something? Is it just the time? Is this a lesson? You know, or what, whatever questions there are around whatever is happening. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And that's just with you in your own... With me, with the clients, with, uh, with whatever. 
it, yeah. or something happens, I think, oh, now why has that happened? Okay. <laughs> you asking, so you Yes, are. yes, I'm, I'm, I'm very nosy, I'm very, very curious, <laughs> and I want to find out why. why and would that be how we connect to um, a spirit around us? Could be, well, you've got your own. Yeah. You've got your own for a start, uh, and then you can connect to all the others if you want to. Uh, but yes, don't leave your top chakra open there. It's like you're leaving an open door for any passing energy. Do not leave your top chakra open. Uh, and people think they've got to get knowledge through, uh, going out through their top chakra and connecting. Not true. You get knowledge by going into yourself, connecting with your soul, of which you are part, and that has access to all the knowledge you, you can possibly want. I'm processing this at the moment. Um, same, same. I'm like, how do you, how do you close this? So, so you get all sorts of unwanted visitors if you in your, your top chakra. Open, okay. okay. In your you, mind. you need to keep yourself clear and safe. Yes. In in you possessions, you you name it, you get it. If you leave your top chakra open, how do you do it? You think of having um, a steel trap door here. You take an imaginary key out of your pocket, you double lock it, you stick the key back in your pocket and you keep doing this until you feel assured that you're not um, attracting bad energies. And right. does having mantras help that? I don't know, I never use them. Oh, okay. No, just some people do. No, I, was just... I, don't, I don't know. It, 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 it might, it might do that. I often find I have to clear people of these passing energies. Yeah. Uh, so once you've got it, you need to be cleared properly. And um, Debbie, if it's okay to ask then, uh, for yourself, what kind of things do you do to protect yourself on a personal level? Um, obviously, you, you're healthy in this way. What, what do you do to look up, to take care of your, yourself as a person? Healthy practices. Well, I'm a homeopath. Us. I'm a homeopath for a start. So I do take a lot of homeopathic remedies. Um, I check with upstairs all the time and with me, my right. unconscious mind. I take a number of supplements. So I'm taking zinc and vitamin C every day is something that strengthens the immune system while all this is going on. Right. Okay. Um, I make sure that I don't carry something forever. So if I'm feeling rough, I don't sit and nurse it. I'll get okay. rid of it. I'll process myself so that I can feel clear. And you can feel the release and the relief when you've done that. So I used to swim lengths when, when it was possible to go to the gym, though it is again now. I used to sim, swim lengths and process myself. Or if I can't sleep, I'll process myself and then there'll be a relief and I will go to sleep. Mm. So I just try not to let myself sit in something negative for too long. And, and it usually means that something's come up for me that I'd squashed and that needs to be dealt with. So it's okay. We've all got stuff. We're never going to be totally free of stuff. Yeah. But it's good to deal with it. I mean, I think, you know, like some, for some people listening to this, people hold on to stuff for such a long time, don't they? And it hurts. It hurts them more than it hurts the person they're, they're upset with. And it's yeah. kind of people holding on to resentment, isn't it? That's what absolutely, you for them absolutely, well. or feeling hurt, or feeling rejected, or whatever it is. Get rid yeah. of it; it's not needed. Yeah, mm. and I would say, from personal experience, I would say, and from a slightly, I had, you know, I had very loving parents. I love them dearly, but we had rocky times in our in growing up. Um, and I think what led to sort of when I got ill five years ago, I think. 
a lot of that I'd held on to and I did have a lot of resentment and actually I've spent, that's what I've spent the last five years clearing. Um, yeah. And I have cleared it and things like you say, like I think I've cleared something and then another thing might come up and then I need to kind of clear. And actually I have to say, I've really enjoyed doing that for my, for my soul as such. Yeah. Cause I, I, you know, it, I don't know. I knew that things were kind of coming up and when uh, things just kept coming and hitting me in the face, um, mm. or what it felt like. And then, it was just like I and I got to a moment when I thought, you know, I've got to I've got to find a way to sort of deal with this, actually. And I've got to be what well, I in my words, I've got to be more awake to something here because I'm, I'm not. And I that's think right. um, I think that's when I had my my ping. You know, I was like, yeah. ah, hold on a second. And as Liberty knows, I, I have got quite into that and I'm quite honest about it as well, because I think when I first started looking into it, I wasn't that honest. I was a bit like, well, I am really interested in this, but I'm, I'm kind of scared of telling people in case I think I'm slightly bonkers. Whereas now I'm even more open about it. And it's just like, well, actually, you know, this is the way I kind of choose to live. And that's mm -hmm. the click that I've kind of had recently, I'd say. I, I treat a lot of men who, who come in as total cynics. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but one of the nicest testimonials I ever got was from a man who said, Debbie is annoyingly accurate. <laughs> uh, that's that's interesting because men don't really like to share anything, do they? Uh, no. <laughs> I'm just trying that's to imagine great. sending my husband in and him like, if I went, if I honestly went down to tell him, like, would you go? He'd be like, no, absolutely. Yeah, I, I, tr I treat a lot of men uh, and CEOs, people who have uh, led very, very prominent lives. And it's great. It's great because once they're feeling better, then everybody else is helped as well. I wonder if, if there's... If makers are feeling better, then it goes down the, the line, doesn't it? I wonder if they pick up on you, though, that, that you have an ability that then enables them to feel like they can talk. Um, I, they, know, I, they know I have, because I'm quite clear about it. I say I'm talking all the time and this is what I'm being told. Or let's yeah. try this and they'll, uh, and they'll say, oh, I've forgotten about that. Oh yes, you know, uh, so right. let's try this. But it's, there's, there's nothing woo-woo about it. I mean, this, I'm minus the scented, scented candles and the, and the music in the background. This is very, very pragmatic. Mm -hmm. so, so men don't mind it too much. Right? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's the and right environment. Well, that's it. And it is that thing about one size does not fit all, which is what we're called. Because I, I think, you know, like you're saying, probably why men, like you just said, why men come to you, because it isn't all covered in lots of different things. It is Ooh, what it is. It's not woo. <laughs> so, yeah, woo -woo. yeah, I like that. Um, in terms of like you were saying, in, in terms of what you've said to us when we've spoken to you, you've kind of said that you've had many mentors. Who are they and how have they helped you? My father, you know, you don't have to be standing there giving everybody your, your mission on life. My father was a quiet, modest man who happened to be brilliant. And he never, ever made anyone feel small. Uh, and he was so decent that, you know, when, when the, his managing director stole all the money from the company, my father paid back everyone to whom money was owing. Mm -hmm. And we didn't have that much after that. You know? He was such a decent man. So there is somebody who walks the talk, except he didn't talk. He walks his life properly. And, you know, you look at that 
and that gives you a foundation for your life doesn't it of what decency is and what um yeah. uh, you know how to conduct your life Mm-hmm. And something very nice was said about him by, by a man who, who is very well known, who said, yes, he wore his brilliance lightly. Isn't that a nice thing to say? Yeah, that's lovely. Very nice. Yeah. Oh, oh. And you don't actually hear many stories of that, especially now. Yeah. Um, no. and, and kind of getting to where you are getting now. So you, you, in terms of, because uh, you've obviously, you, you, like, you know, you have your spiritual healing path, your homeopathy, all of this, all of these people, lots, you've had several mentors as well, haven't you? I have, I have, yes. Uh, and, and I have been told by upstairs um, that I, I must stop relying on mentors. So for some years I've been doing it on my own now. Do you uh, mentor the people as well now though? Yes, to some extent, yes, I do. And I have various groups that I run, yeah. So I have um, uh, a vibrational energy group that I run, where we practice living in other vibrations, uh, but that's only for people who are well used to dealing with this sort of work. And mm-hmm. I've I've also got um, a relatively new webinar, a healing webinar for people, uh, which uh, is at fifteen quid a month, and that uh, we have a subject every month, and I will do theta healing for about half an hour for the, the entire group, which is actually amazing. So we'll have something what was last time um i can't remember now the next one coming up is public speaking but it's not about public speaking it's about fear of being rejected oh wow that's what public speaking is really isn't it people are terrified of public speaking it's because they think they're going to be judged and they think they're going to be rejected so it's a huge subject (laughs) And, and so we'll go for half an hour with me thinking of things uh and processing everybody on the group on that subject so how many people will be involved in that kind of seminar? How... As many as Zoom can take. At the moment, there's wow. about 20, 25 members. That's amazing. And you can work with that volume of, of people simultaneously. Well, you've got to forget. I'm, uh, remember, I'm the channel. Is, I'm using uh, spiritual energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. If you trained yourself, you could do it. I'm pretty mm-hmm. certain. Mm-hmm. So, like, now, would you say that you are speaking to spirit now? While I'm talking to you, my mind is always open in case they want to say something. When you're alone, is it peaceful? Is it peaceful? Well, it's very chatty. I don't, I mean, people say, talk about meditation. In fact, I don't meditate because I'm always so busy talking them to find out what and why and how and where and when and that sort of thing. Uh, And... There are times when it's quiet, and but I just love finding out. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. so maybe this is a huge failing of not actually sitting down and meditating, but I find it inspiring, actually, and energizing. Yeah. And it's lovely to be with the sort of energy that can clean you and, and, and can liven you up, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. that's what I get from it, yeah. yeah. So you saying in your childhood that your your mother and your sister both had kind of psychic? Absolutely, yeah. Uh, but you didn't feel that about yourself at the time. But also during that, your your mother was suffering with PTSD, wasn't she? She was Maltese. Right. Okay. And they were very very heavily bombed in the um, Second World War, and all the transports with the food were sunk, so the entire island was starving. And people were actually starving to death. 
and they had three little planes, three little tiger moths called Faith, Hope and Charity, which were held together with bits of string. That's all they had to defend themselves. Anyway, this had, a, this had a, um, results. You know, she had PTSD and she led us all a merry dance as a result of that. And it wasn't known about really. And it was thought of as a psychiatric illness. No, she was just suffering from PTSD. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah. And so much of that must have been left in that time because people didn't know what it was. People were just sick, you know. Or they say, oh, poor soul, they had a bad war. That was the phrase. They had a bad war. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing, isn't it? That's the thing about today, what people feel like they're going through today. Yes. But what actually people went through then, like as a on a bigger scale was was you know, outwardly much worse do you think well i don't know because there was also a huge sense of community yeah right. at the same time and that is something that is a little bit missing right now in fact people are distancing themselves what with facebook and whatsapp and what you know all the bits and pieces there is less a sense of community or there's this community with all sorts of people who you don't really know mm. Yeah, you know, so we've sort of lost the plot a bit, I think. And it is yeah. people kind of breaking off into smaller groups within this social, isn't it? Social media. Yeah, as well. yeah. So, so when you've got a war going on, there is a sense of purpose, and there is a sense of community, and all struggling together. And maybe you're not envious of the person next to you who's got this, that, and the other, and you don't have it because everyone's right. suffering. Mm. 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 Yeah. Uh, so it has different things. Each, each thing has a different sensibility to it. This one has allowed us to be quiet and to look inwards a little bit and forced us to stay home for a time and just, you know, stop the white noise that goes on around our lives. Yeah. And I, I say oh, white I noise. I, I'm really guilty really of it because I'm talking all the time to spirit. I'm guilty of white noise. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the favourite saying of everybody in, you know, at the moment in this life is that we, they don't have enough time. So what, what this situation has given you is more time. It brought us more time, yes. Do, do we actually, a lot of people really value what's happened to them during COVID and have made yeah. changes to their lives as a result, haven't they? Yeah. yeah. So that's brilliant. And I would say personally, in terms of my family, I think with, you know, at the moment when you've got children, you're rushing them off here and there and... Yeah, my husband was working somewhere else, and then suddenly we're yeah. all together, and it's just like, actually, let's let's have some nice time. And actually, how present were we in that situation previous to it? I don't think we were as much. Yes, so that's brought you that recognition. Yeah, definitely. So COVID has had a real silver lining to it. But what do you think now for like people who think that this? When does this ever actually stop? I don't know if I'm living in a fool's paradise, but I think it's going to stop quite soon or we're going to find answers so that we can get back to some sort of normal living. And it's the choices that we make then that are going to be so important. And I'm hoping that what we've learned now will inform what we choose then. Yeah. So I don't actually yeah. know. I, I, it it but people have taken comfort and courage from being at home and connecting more properly you know better yeah those around them. the ones that have really been in a sorry state are those who live in alone living alone yeah which has been very very hard on them very hard and the very elderly in care homes who haven't been allowed visitors yeah no and i've, not I've not. noticed there that the mental faculties are really deteriorated 
really, yes. really got connection, are you? The connections got no stimulus. No, it's um, desperately sad. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So those people have really suffered, but. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's the bit where people forget because actually where, as the rest of us are trying to get back to this normal or something, actually people in care homes, they can't do that because they're not really allowed. And people have- They're not allowed. Them, they? no. And everything's been sacrificed to COVID and, and mental peace and health has, has gone out the window. Can I ask you a question? I don't know if it's, I don't know what you will think of this or whether it's a silly question, I don't know. Um, my aunt, my great auntie died a couple of days ago and nobody was allowed to the hospital. And my mum's cousin was called and said, she's, you need to come quickly. And they went because she was allowed to have one person with her. But before my auntie could get there, my um, great aunt died. And so many people in this time have died alone because of the situation where they can't have other people with them. A lot of people like to die alone. This was what I wanted. Look at animals. They go away to die in peace and quiet without someone bleating at them. You know? Yeah. They want to be quiet. They want to make that transition quietly. Right. So they just concentrate on it. So it's not necessarily, we're all assuming, oh, what a sad thing to die alone. No, 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 no. I don't think so. Okay. Did she know that her relatives were coming? Was she told? I think so, yes. So that, yes. Would have been, that would have been nice for her, but I think when it actually comes to it, a lot of people like to just be quiet about it and go on their own. Yeah. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah, we've all done it many times. We know how to do it. Right, yeah. The memory comes into play, how to do it. Mm-hmm. And it's presented to us in such a way as we can do it. Yeah. Yeah, and it's, it's fascinating, isn't it? Yeah, it is, it is. I lost my mum um, about a year and a half ago, and I remember I wasn't there when my mum died, but I felt like when I left the hospital that she knew that I wasn't going to see her again because of her reaction, because she was quite poorly. Maybe. But she died the next day with yeah. my sister and my dad with her. Yeah. Um, and they were there at the time. But I just remember almost knowing that she knew yeah she might have done she might well have done and i don't know whether it's because i was her youngest or something she just didn't want me to yeah experience i I just felt that i think and then i'd gone home for the night and then i was like okay i'll be back tomorrow and i i think we both sensed it though maybe she knew it wasn't necessary i don't know oh see after my mum died I got messages from her through mediums at the time. I was working through other people uh, where she said um, there were so many people around me on the day I was dying that you know, it was like a party. <laughs> she said, no, I saw so many of my old friends again. Um, yeah. yeah. So that was her after she'd gone. And she had lots of old friends, you know, from the war, people who had died during the war or afterwards. And, oh and my she would God. have been absolutely thrilled to have seen them. Oh, that's so lovely. Yeah, no, I, I actually um, saw a medium after, I've seen a medium twice after my mum's died. And actually, to be fair, that's helped me with my grief. Yes. Um, also knowing that my mum isn't suffering anymore. Um, she won't be. Oh. And that was the nicest, that was mm. the, the best bit I kind of took from it, actually, because that was something that I had kind of felt really bad about. But when I saw the medium, it did help help me feel better about how she 
had crossed yeah. over, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So transitioning is a nice word. It's from one yeah. state to another. Right. And I think I feel death is such, such a uh, end of story word, except mm -hmm. it's not. You transition into a, yourself back home again. I think of it as going home. Mm -hmm. Where are you going home to, though? Back to your soul. Back to your soul. Yes, you are an extension of your soul. You're going back to your soul. And you, your soul lives in little pods with other souls that it's very, very close to. So when you get instant recognition with somebody, your chances are you might be from the same pod. Oh, my gosh. So a connection, an earthly connection, when you just click with somebody yeah. in that way. But, but, but people are born into families, lots of them from the same pod. I mean, you will carry on with the same learning and experiencing. We, we bring it with us. It's not just one or two. We bring a lot of people with us. Mm -hmm. And maybe we're, we're still learning and we've got the lesson to learn with that person again. Could well be, yes, if you've got unfinished business, yeah. Yeah. Mm. No, it's really interesting. I mean, I, I love all of this. I think it's really interesting. And actually, I think um, your groups sound, your healing groups sound really interesting. Um, and I think people should definitely have a look into it and have an open mind because I know that, you know, like, um, I don't know what you think, Liberty, particularly in our kind of generation of women, people have functioned along like this quite a long time. And actually, it, it, I think it's time people just have a quick look beyond. Is that yeah. right way yes, 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 yes. Well, what happens with the um, paid for subscription group is that you get the first one free anyway, so that mm -hmm. you can see whether it appeals to you or not. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's well. Then that's kind of an over. Just people just be open to trying it. And so, do you want to tell us? It's been so nice talking to you. Thank um, you. And I can see we've got minds. Our minds are whirling. <laughs> I know it's so interesting. Isn't but it we're... interesting? You can see why I'm talking the entire time, can't you? The, <laughs> the spirit, because it's so interesting. Debbie, if we wanted to find out more about you, where would we? Um, where would we look for you? Well, I've got a website. It's called DeborahTalalayHealing.com. Okay. So that and is D-E-B-O-R-A-H-T-A-L-A-L-A-Y, Healing.com. And on that, uh, there are little videos showing you what Theta Healing is about. There okay. are videos for sale where I actually process people through video. And I don't know how I did it, but I did. So, so I've managed to, to put the healing on the video. It's not subliminal chat or music. It's healing on the video as though you would be sitting opposite me. Oh, wow. Okay, okay. on a number of different subjects. So there's all that. Um, I think there's a link uh, to, to my webinar. Uh, it depends if Susie's done it or not. I'm sure she has. <laughs> <laughs> Are you talking about Susie Miller? At, yes, me not being very good at... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we love Susie Miller here. We're a big yeah, yeah. part She's of very our dynamic. Show. Very, very dynamic. She's great. Um, yeah. Thank you so much um, for coming on and telling us about what you do. Um, it's been really, really interesting. I think certainly it's food for thought. People will definitely be thinking about it. And I would urge people to have a look into what you do so that, and give it a go because your first try is free. So you don't have to commit. You can just see if it's something that you like. I also do one-to-ones with people if people feel that it's more than public and, you know, that they need more than that.
But thank you very much for having me. It's been really great talking spirit for the last hour. Great. <laughs> oh, and thank you for having such a great name. I'm going to be saying Debbie Talalay all day long. My husband's name, Talalay. That's my husband. Where's it name. from? Russia. It came via Russia. It's fantastic. Oh, Talalay. I love it. I want or to it change would have, my It would have been pronounced Talalaya or something like that. Talalaya. Fantastic. Russia. Oh. Yeah. Well, it's lovely thank to so meet you. On. Thank you, guys. Thank you very much. It's been lovely to be here. Thank, thank you, Debbie. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Okay. Bye.